Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott joining you. It's 533 at Edmonton, and this is Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Chris and Chef Eltoff and Brendan that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. All right, we did trivia. Oilers Now trivia. Uh, it is presented by Pro-Am Sports, Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialist for All Budgets. Bragging it's a $50 GC. Uh, we are going to be amending this as the season goes on. That's a little teaser. Uh, but anyhow, uh, Pro-Am Sports in Edmonton and on St. Albert Trail and at proamsports.ca. Our question was, which, since I went to Grand Prairie yesterday, which Grand Prairie-born player has played the most games in the NHL? I gave you a hint. I said he was involved in one of the most horrific accidents in NHL history on the ice, and the correct answer is Brendan Escott. Uh, Clint Malarchuk, which is a scary one to think about, and uh, Jonathan from Knighton knew that one. Now, Knighton Junction, that's on Highway 16. About how far out of town is that? Uh, that's from Reed oh, Wilkins. An hour, hour and a half, I Reed, think. That's like in Reed Wilkins country out near Edmonton. I think it's even past Reed Wilkins is country. It? All I know is you go over the Pembina River on Highway 16, and that bridge has got to be like 100 meters up from the uh, actual river there. It's crazy. 535 in So, uh, yeah, Grand Prairie uh, played over 300 games in the NHL as a goalie. In fact, Clinton Malerchuk was involved as an assistant coach with the memorable incident involving John Tortorella with the Vancouver Canucks when the, the Flames and the Canucks had a little set to to start the game. As we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and bring aboard, as promised, daily face-offs Frank Cerevelli for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bid racing returning to Century Mile Racetrack and Casino with races every Friday and Saturday night. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? I'm good. I still get a little queasy, Bob, thinking about that YouTube video of Clint Malarchuk and the injury. Do you know what? I think I was working with Darren Dutition shot listing ITV Sports Night when that happened. Like, it was pretty gross. That was, that was a, a scary one. If you get a second, read Clint Malarchuk's book. We we it was had, outstanding. We had about uh, probably about eighty to one hundred, like two pages. We got fifty pages or fifty uh, texts per page, and we had about uh, eighty to one hundred people respond to the question. And at least seven or eight of the people that took time to text us said, "Stop! You got to read the book on Malarchuk. It was scary, scary stuff." 
Uh, you ever uh, it's yeah. life off the ice, too. Like, just that impacted him, that injury, in a big, big way. Yeah, absolutely. You ever been to Grand Prairie, Frank? Never have. How far is it from Edmonton? Uh, it's, uh, for most people, about four and a half hours. And it's pretty close to the BC border? Uh, well, it's it's northeast of Edmonton, yes. So it's, yeah, like Dawson Creek. Is, I, I worked up there, I think I mentioned this to you before, about 35 years ago. Um, planting trees? <laughs> yes, planting trees. 25,000. Do you know what, Frank? Th- that community, and, and you know we've got some interesting things going on in this country right now, right? Like it's it's pretty crazy what's going on. But I will tell you that Grand Prairie's hopping. Like we were up there. Um, I believe it's the most populous commerce city north of Edmonton in Canada. It's about 75,000 people. Uh, when I went there back uh, 35 years ago, there was about 25, 26,000 people. Uh, they've never not voted for a conservative candidate federally in that uh, market. It's uh, driven by oil and gas. Of course, our team's called the Oilers here in Edmonton. Uh, oil and gas, uh, forestry and agriculture, and then commerce. So they got, a, they got a lot going on. There's lots of opportunities. It's got one of the best combinations of opportunity to make money, and then it's not particularly costly to live there. But it is tough to come out of there and make it as a player, just because you know, you're know you four and a half hours from Edmonton. They used to be in the um, the Peace Caribou uh, League, and then the uh, Rocky Mountain Junior League, which was called Rocky Hockey. Uh, and so there's not a lot of guys that made it out there. So there's uh, they got a couple kids in the WHL right now, and obviously Eric Thurston's coaching the team. I could get you up there probably, Frank, in about three hours and 50 minutes. Is that how long it took you? Yes. 3.15 or 3.5? No, 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 3.50. I, I, I drove straight back coming on, on the way back into town. So it was good. Uh, now, That's impressive. So it's four and a half. It, it's, yeah, it was four and a half going up, and I got back in just under four. So let me ask you this: Would that be a normal like scouting trip for somebody in the states? Not a chance, eh? Uh, yeah, I think it it might be. Yeah. To get to Brent, to get to Grand Prairie. No, no, a normal scouting trip in the U.S. Like I, I be it a little bit facetious here. When we're looking, I mean, just think of how many programs and USHL teams and that sort of thing are within spitting distance of one another. And then you're driving four and a half hours each way. Yeah, I, I'd actually say that's probably more common than you think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, I mean, especially some of those USHL teams are actually pretty far from each other. You know, uh, and it has become a very good league, the USHL. Like, there are some people in the USHL that would tell you that it's on par uh, with the three Canadian major junior leagues. The AJHL is one of the stronger junior A leagues. And, uh, you know, obviously they've got the, the Brooks Bandits and Spruce Grove Saints that are the two strongest teams in the league. But it is interesting times. Speaking of interesting times, the calm before the storm, I want to get your thoughts on Connor McDavid. Uh, as you know, we had uh, uh, Connor on the show. Uh, we had Zach Hyman on the show Tuesday, Connor on the show Wednesday, Leon on the show yesterday, and today we just uh, heard from Matthias Eckholm. The entire team is in town a couple weeks before training camp. What do you think about it, Frank? It tells me they mean business, that they know what the goal is, that having a nice playoff run is no longer the answer. It's not the bar. The bar has been raised and it's hoisting the Stanley cup and they get it. Um, and I think 
look, it's a long season. And if they win the Stanley Cup in June, are we going to look back and say, oh, the reason for that is they showed up two weeks earlier than anyone else? Probably not. But to me, it's just a really good indication of the mindset of the group that they understand that, you know, there's a lot on the line, especially with another year since we all summer long, we talked this idea of what happens when. Leon Dreisaitl's contract is up. Yeah. You have to make hay during these years while you have everyone together. And I think with the support that they've gotten from the other players, such as an Eckholm that have been added to this team by Ken Holland, they're really in a position to challenge for that. It's going to be interesting. Um, there you go. I'm hearing through uh, uh, Josh that uh, a lot of the Calgary Flames players are already in Calgary yep. as well. So mm-hmm. both both Alberta teams uh, buying in. And I think Calgary is going to be a bounce-back team. Uh, just circling back, you said earlier this offseason, you know me, I'm always a conservative uh, underestimator. You know the old saying, right? Uh under promise and over deliver, um, and I said, you know, better than a fifty percent chance that the Oilers are able to uh, extend both Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle. What was the percentage that you had it at again during the summer? Uh, I think it was seventy. No, I think you, you said fifty. I said seventy, and then I upgraded to ninety after Jeff Jackson. There you go. Uh, what do you? I don't even think it's a question. You don't, you honestly, don't, yeah. Uh, did Matthews give us a bit of an indicator there? It's funny because uh, Judd Moldaver, we had him on the show on uh, Wednesday. He's in, he's in town for his first visit to Edmonton. He's going to be representing Connor. Could it? Could that type of deal make sense for both Drysaddle and McDavid? A, a four or five year deal. I mean, it could. I, I think it. It really depends on. It doesn't. That was the big thing going back to the Matthews contract with the Leafs was that, yes, does Austin Matthews want to be well paid? Of course he does. He has a record setting AAV. But it could have actually been higher than that. And had they gone the distance and signed a longer term deal, it would have needed to be significantly higher. Like my guess is somewhere in the 15 to $16 million range if it was an eight year deal. So he was willing to take a little bit less and it doesn't, you know, I I get that everyone's yawning right now saying, seriously, this guy taking less, he got a record setting AAV. The focus from Austin Matthews, and they were really clear about this from the beginning of, of talks with the Leafs was they want a chance to win. And people say, well, if he got a record-setting AAV, how does he give the Leafs a chance to win? And the answer is because when this deal kicks in with the salary cap increasing, he really isn't getting much of a raise from what he's currently making by virtue of percentage of the cap. Right. And so what does that mean? It means that he's not really impacting at all the Leafs and their chance to win based on their demonstrated ability to this point to be able to add players around Austin Matthews and still have a chance to win. We're joined by one of the most plugged-in men in the business, Daily Faceoffs, Frank Valley for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bed racing back at Century Mile Racetrack in Casino. Races every Friday and Saturday. For more information, head to thehorses.com. Uh, do we have an official date yet for the NHL trade deadline? Because I have another percentage I'm going to give you. Uh, I think I saw today March 8th. Okay. 97% chance that the Edmonton Oilers trade their first round draft choice in 2024. You going to go higher than that? 
I mean, it's hard to go much higher than that. It's like the uh, price is right. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's pretty high, and I thought, you know, even heading into this past trade deadline that there's a pretty small chance that the Oilers were not going to be trading that first-round pick. Yeah. Can't argue with what they did with Matthias Ekholm. I mean, if you look at the advanced analytics on what he provided, um, I mean, they were. Is it fair to say they were a different team once they got him? They had the best record in the league, Frank, eighteen two and one after Ekholm came uh, came aboard. I think it is fair to say, but I think also you're not going to get anyone super excited by that statement based on the playoff results. And, I think the real key with Ekholm was the term. Yeah. that you have him coming back this year and the year after and the year after that, that when you pay a significant price at the deadline that you get multiple cracks instead of it just being for a rental. Yep. Uh, no question he helped Evan Bouchard. We'll see whether or not he ends up slotted with a guy like Philip Broberg to start the season. I personally believe keep an eye on the Oilers' right side. That might give us a little bit of an indication as to what the team may or may not need, uh, potentially, if they end up moving that first-round pick. I want to circle back to Calgary. I have a question for you on Ekholm, actually. Okay, go for it. When he joined the Oilers, he really saw a significant boost in his offensive point production. Right. 14 points in 21 games. Yes. It t- You have to go back a while, 2018-19, when he was a 44-point defenseman. His offensive game had really sloughed off in recent years in Nashville as the rest of the team around him sort of, I don't want to say bottomed out, was, but was pretty mediocre. Will we see a continued point production spree from Ekholm or was that a one year 21 game last quarter of the season excited run? I think it's a completely fair question to ask. My response would be this. What if I told you it was better if less was a little more on the offense if there was greater focus on defense? Not that Ekholm was an issue because he was plus 28 in said 21 games but you know like I, I know I there were a couple guys that you know, and, and quite, quite frankly, it's flattering when somebody looks at a preseason. I usually put it out August 30th or August 31st every year on Twitter. And I had several of the Oilers players down only because, like, Ryan Nugent Hopkins had never had a 70 point season before last year and he broke 100 points, Frank. So I dropped a bunch of. I'd be of, very surprised if he's at 100 points again. Yes. Uh, I would be surprised. I mean, it's. You know, I, I could see the Oilers lead the league in goal scoring, but I, I could also see Edmonton finishing, you know, fourth through six. But instead of being 17th defensively, they need to get in the top 10. And I wonder if that's going to be more of the focus for the team. So, But that's what it should be for Holm. That's what he was brought in to do. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. I thought the points were a nice bonus. Yeah. But I do think the pressure that he also took off of Nurse was a really big deal, too. Yeah, I, I would like to see Darnell down to 22 minutes a game, Matias at 20, and Kulak at 17, 18. Like, you know, and then on the right side, uh, I think Bouchard's going to play 22 because he's going to be on the league's best power play. Uh, Cody Cece has played 20 minutes a game at Edmonton. And where does Broberg fit in? Uh, to me, if you look at Broberg's numbers on the right side, they've been pretty good. And that doesn't include Dayarney, but Dayarney is. I was going to say, does, where does Dayarney fit in? He he's in a battle for me with Broberg to stay in the top six. I think it's going to come down to those two guys at the start of the year. And is is Nima Linen and Bako? I would think so. Yes. Or is he claimed on waivers? Mm, 
There's a lot of other defensemen in the league in the similar position. I think you have to be pragmatic. We always, like this show's called Oilers Now, we respect our prospects and all that, but the reality is several other organizations have players. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you a forward that I want to keep an eye on, and it's a guy you and me have talked about in the past. Brett Murray with the Buffalo Sabres. Okay, hmm. six foot five, left shot, played at Penn State for Guy Gadowski, left school, has been pretty good in the American League. Um, and people will say, well, Stoff, if he can't play for Buffalo, how can he play for Edmonton? Sometimes it's just about the fit, and I like the size as a fourth line winger. And oh, by the way, he was with Jeff Jackson before. I wonder if a guy like that becomes available, do you put a waiver claim in on him, or do you put a waiver claim in on a potential center if one of your PTOs doesn't make it? Yeah, I mean, look, the Oilers sort of have one last spot at the forward position to play with. Yeah. Ke- but I want to I, I actually want to hit on the goals against function that you were talking about of this upcoming season. And I'm so fascinated to see if we're talking about top 10 players under pressure, Jack Campbell's on the list for me. Well, he's going to look different the next time you see him. Are you coming in uh what third week of September? Yeah, I'll be in in a few weeks. Yeah, you, maybe maybe we'll go to Grand Prairie. We're not going to go to Grand Prairie. Sorry, Grand Prairie. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll have some fun with that. Hey, uh, uh, quickly on the so, ca- so what is a re- like? All right, so you do this every year, and I don't know if I missed it. If you said it on Twitter, I apologize. But every year you say you give us a, a point total and yeah. a wins total. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. So last year I was... What, four, what did you say last year? 47 and 52 wins, and then when they were 21, 18, and 3, I was just getting crushed on this show. But you called me and said they're going to do it. Yep. You said, don't worry. Okay. They uh, finished with 50 and 109. Yeah. I and s- way back when, I remember standing... It was during... I think it was when Ken Hitchcock took over. I was standing in an Anaheim hotel lobby and I ran into you and you said, oh yeah, this is exactly what they're going to finish with. And you were within like two points. You mean to tell me you can't give the good listeners of Oilers now a preview of what? 52 what wins fifty-two wins, and, and 110 points. There. Okay. That's the minimum. That's the minimum. And they, but there's a caveat. They got to, if they're going to do that, they got to be top 10 in goals against. Because they're going to be top three or four in goals for. So two got on the power play so not do you to be. Bu- do you buy what I'm selling on Jack Campbell needing a shape-up? Jack Campbell is shaped up. That's what I'm telling you. I don't think it's ever been f- – that's the thing. I don't think it's physical. Well, I'm you telling can, you he's really, – I'm like, telling this, you he's this is in – not going to be an insult to Jack Campbell. I don't really care what he looks like. Well, he's look, he, he, he looks different than he did last year. It's all it's all within the ears for Jack Campbell. Well, you can say that he's, about he's got the ability, he's got the technical part of his game. He's he's really hard on himself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what he really needs help with and I don't I'm not adding to the pile by saying he's under pressure, but when you're entering the second year of a 5-year deal and your team has Stanley Cup aspirations and Stuart Skinner did a phenomenal job last year, but whether it's Skinner plays 50 and Campbell plays 30 or 40-40 or whatever the split is, you need really good nights out of Jack Campbell. Yeah, I would be surprised uh, if that battery between those two guys isn't between 37 to 47 games for both guys. How's that for a number? Okay. 
Okay. Frank, uh, love it. Thanks for doing the show. We're going to get you on Monday. You're going to be on right after Craig McTavish. So we got to come up with a name for this segment on Friday nights, like Frank After Dark, because in a few weeks it will be dark. What do you think, Brendan? Can we make that happen for Frank? Oh, the wheels are turning. Absolutely. Yeah, we got we to do something we'll get about some. this. Are you gonna, we'll talk, Frank. By the way, are you going to take us into a saloon again when we come to Philly this year? Can you uh, pull some strings? It's, it's early in the season. I'll see what I can do. I'll make a few calls. Make a few calls. Maybe talk There'll be to a lot of stoffer, though, in the first few weeks of the year. Coming to Edmonton in September. Yeah. Then you guys come to Philly, and I'll be back out for the Heritage Classic. I don't know. The best, don't part, know. The best part about it is that you end up buying. Actually, when uh, every time because I don't have alligator arms like you. Oh, are you calling me cheap? It's fair. No, I, I would never say that. It's true. I am. Hey, thanks a lot, Frank. Thanks for See joining us. It's five fifty-three in Edmonton. This is Oilers now. We'll be right back after this. All right. Uh, yes, we we moved the show after twelve years from noon to two to five to seven, and uh, there we go. We'll be up and running, and uh, you'll all be used to it by Monday on Oilers. So don't miss your chance to join an exciting road trip to Nashville, Tennessee, to watch the Oilers play the Predators. This package includes nonstop airfare with Flair Airlines, four nights with a deluxe hotel near all the action. Lower bowl game tickets. We're going to do a welcome reception with yours truly in Edmonton and in Music City. Experience uh, what Nashville has to offer this October on the Nashville road trip. You can reach out to New West Travel. Go online, newwesttravel.com. I think we're at 50 on the trip so far. It's going to be a kicker. To NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to elitepromomarketing.com. And here is Brendan Escott. All right, Gary Bettman says the sale of the Ottawa Senators to Michael Andlauer is set to close sometime in the next week or so. There shouldn't be any barriers to that. Chicago looking to retire. Chris Chelios is number seven on February 25th this year. Dustin Brown, Jamie Langenbrunner, and Brian Burke, all part of the 2023 U.S. Hockey Hall of Fame class. Goaltender Kevin Poulin retiring from the NHL after 13 years of pro hockey. That one surprised me. Oil Kings opening up the preseason schedule this weekend out at Enoch Community Center. It's a 6 o'clock puck drop tomorrow night against the Calgary Hitmen and the U of A Golden Bears continuing exhibition action. They got a home and home. Uh, Starts tonight in Calgary. Tomorrow night, they're back at the Drake. All right, there you have it. It is currently 5.57 in Edmonton. Nav from Saskatoon is Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. He says, hey, Bob, didn't Matias Ekholm play on the right side in Nashville for a time? Can he play with Broberg on the right side? I think you'll see Broberg on the right side and Ekholm on the left side. I, I don't think Ekholm played a ton on the right side. And if you heard the interview that we had him at a uh, sit-down 10-minute, he talked about the fact that they kind of pivoted away from that after they struggled a bit out of the gate. Again, you can text us at 780-490-6363. Uh, four nine six zero zero six three. Mark in St. Albert says Sarah Valley is completely correct. Jack Campbell's problem with his game is completely psychological. He's either going to make or break the Oilers' postseason success. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Thomas Dias. Uh, coming up in the second hour of the show, George LaRock, Reed Wilkins, Brendan Escott, myself. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's 558 in Edmonton.